Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours across the state of Mississippi and anywhere you guys are listening. We appreciate all of y'all so very much, especially our great service minimum now they're taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo hmm, were to go today. I think I've used this one before. I, I don't know. But we're just going to go with it. It would be weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Mound Bayou. Mound Brew 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 Brew. Mount Brew You. You probably have used that one before, but yeah. It's a good Mount one. Mount Bayou is uh is around uh South Mississippi, right? No, I don't think it is. I thought it's in the Delta, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's in Bolivar County. Maybe I'm thinking of uh Mount Olive. Mount Olive is down that way. Mount Olive's around Taylorsville, I think. Yeah. You're th- you're thinking of uh Ocean Springs. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, wherever you are in our fine state, if you want Strange Brew Coffee every morning, just order it online at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. And of course, this holiday season, if you've got a coffee lover in your life, get them some Strange Brew Coffee. Tomorrow will be Black Friday over at uh, College Corner, which means they have fantastic specials in store for you guys on all apparel purchases. And it's a beat-the-clock situation, so you got to get there early. 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., 40% off all apparel in store at College Corner. 25% off from 9 to 11. Then the rest of the day, 11 to 7, it's 10% off. Two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Fulham by the Half Shell. They've got the MSU merchandise you want. They've got it at College Corner. I, I So, Robbie, i got to talk about this thing. You know, Restaurant Tyler, we, that's not our sponsor here, but I, I was talking to uh, some of the guys over there. How have I never heard of a Miracle Under Maine? Have you ever heard of this? Miracle under Maine? Right. So evidently, every Christmas, and I, I swear I've never heard of this, and now I've looked it up, and I've looked up the information about it, and I've missed out. And I think our wives have missed out. because yeah, they have so the, I haven't heard of this. They turned the guest room into like a Christmas wonderland down there. Oh, I have heard that, but I didn't know that's what it's called. Right. Like I've, I've been in there yeah. when it's been so I saw the picture, it's, I was like, it's pretty I had wild. no idea. So it's going on right now, and we'll go on all the way through Christmas Eve over at the guest room. You can check that out. They've got a lot of great Christmas-themed uh, cocktails, Christmas-themed dishes that you can have down there. And, of course, if you just go upstairs to Restaurant Tyler, it's the best restaurant in this city. Great for lunch, better for dinner. Restaurant Tyler. Eat local Starkville at the corner of Maine and Washington. Grab a Firehouse Subs party platter for your holiday parties this Christmas and Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving's over. So this Christmas season, if you're tired of the same old, same old, a Firehouse Subs party platter is the way to go. Contact your local Firehouse Subs to get the deal. And of course, if you're just looking for a great lunch, 
Download the free Firehouse Subs app, place your order, pick it up, and pick up a bunch of reward points every time you order. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. It's Firehouse Subs. Well, Robbie, we are here. It is the day of days. It is Egg Bowl Day, Thanksgiving Day, Mississippi State and Ole Miss, the battle for the golden egg. The battle to see who goes to a better bowl and possibly the send-off of Lane Kiffin. We got a lot going on today. Bigger story to you. Kiffin's departure or what happens to this the football in this state if state wins? That's a good question because I mean Kiffin's departure could play into that too. Mm-hmm. You know, if if he if he sticks around, I mean I don't think their program is starting to tail down or anything. I think they're mm-hmm. still going to be a solid program. They still got, um, they're still going to have most of their pieces offensively and defensively. They got a good coach, so I mean, I don't think anything really happens with them. But it's very interesting to see where this goes. If, if there's a couple of storylines in play here for for both teams, if Lane Kiffin leaves this team and Mississippi State wins the game, I think a lot of momentum shifts back to to Starville. I think Mississippi State starts to get a little momentum back in the program. You've um, you haven't evened things up since Mike Leach has been here, but you've so- shown some fight in this ball game, which we haven't I wouldn't say they didn't, you know, they weren't fighting last year, but they're 0-2 and uh, you didn't really feel like they were going to win those games in the middle of those, those games either. So showing some fight in this game and this rivalry, winning this game kind of getting back on track a little bit and then Ole Miss losing some momentum with the back half of the schedule being what we thought it could be for them, trouble, losing four out of the last five or whatever uh, it would be. And then Mississippi State having the same amount of wins, they're losing their coach, and that's going to really put a a dent into the momentum that they had built. I I really believe that this could shift things a little bit in state for now. And state needs it badly. Ole Miss is kind of in uh, a little bit of state of flux right now. There's, I mean, their fans are turning on each other a little bit. They're turning on Lane Kiffin. Yes, they, they are. The birds' heads falling off. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of getting a little out of whack after they started off seven and zero and eight and one or whatever it was. So, state has an opportunity here to jump on this if they can come out early in the ball game, get a lead, and you start to hear, you know, maybe some boo birds in the crowd. You, you got a little momentum. The team starts to think about, you know, the, the possibility that Lane Kiffin's not returning. I mean, we've seen this time and time again with teams, with a coach look, looking elsewhere and things start kind of tailing off for them a little bit. Uh, this is a perfect opportunity for Mississippi State. It's up to them, I think, to take advantage of this because I do think that this is going to play a factor in the ballgame. For Mississippi State, it's been a tale of two, of two seasons. You know, the first six games, they were they were really moving along offensively. They were showing you some things that you hadn't seen before out of this offense in terms of the run game. And then it just all went a different way, uh, starting with the Kentucky game. And since then, that game, the offense has just not been the same. The last month of the season has not been kind for Ole Miss or Mississippi State. Ole Miss has lost two of their last three. Mississippi State has lost uh as well, I guess it's gone three and two, or sorry, two and three in its last. Uh, is that right? No, one and uh, oh, no, I'm wrong. One, no, I am right. Two, the Auburn game. I'm, 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 yeah, two and three, two and three in its last five. It has not been a great close. Neither team has closed strong, but you can close strong with a win here. 
Robbie, just straight up, we have to answer this question. It's going to be nasty weather. Ole Miss has shown you they can't defend the run. If State doesn't come out and run the football, that is going to be a huge issue for everybody in the stadium and everybody at home watching who wears maroon and white. Yeah, I think people are kind of on edge at this point. You know, they're demanding that there be some kind of um, running game established and things like that. There's the few exceptions, the people that just are going to absolutely be on the coach's side until uh, the end of time. And, uh, you know, that is what it is. But the people that actually, you know, watch the games and pay attention and want Mississippi State to succeed, they understand that they're going to have to run the football. And in this weather against a defense that uh, is not particularly great against the run, State's got to try to establish that. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see if that happens. But the last few games give you basically uh, nothing in, in, in terms of feeling like Mississippi State is going to come out and try to do that. Now, the, the one thing that I'll say is – Last week, we saw Dylan Johnson on the bench resting up, and I think Simeon Price was too. Mm-hmm. So there is some hope there that Mississippi State was trying to, you know, what, what was the old, like, the, the old thought process with Dan Mullen, like, early in the season, like he was holding back a lot of yeah. his playbook yeah, yeah. For, for LSU or whatever. Maybe Mississippi State was trying to get their running backs at full strength so they have a three-man rotation that they're able to run the football. And I've set a number at 25 rushes. And if State comes out and runs the ball 25 times against Ole Miss and picks up like 60 yards, mm-hmm. then, oh, well, it, it didn't work. It didn't work. That's fine. But I, think, I think we could all live with that. I think, I think we, would, we would do this show Friday and be like, look, Ole Miss just stepped up and played great run defense, and it just didn't work. I just – I refuse to believe that Mississippi State can't rush for – a hundred yards rushing it thirty times. Yeah, oh, I, refuse, sure. I refuse. I refuse to believe for that. Sure, twenty five. State, I if think state runs at twenty five to thirty times and they're not over a hundred yards, then uh, it just didn't work. But that right. I, I have a hard time believing that that they can't do that. We've talked so much about state and offense this week. I don't know that we've paid enough attention to the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. State has had issues stopping the run this year, especially with mobile quarterbacks, which Jackson Dart is. Judkins and Evans, are they're the best duo in the SEC, maybe in college football. Uh, Evans has a great chance to go over 1,000 yards this week. Judkins has already broken the single-season record that it stood for 73 yeah, it was, years. It was the 50s, wasn't it? 49. Dotley. 49 is when that record was set. Uh, Judkins, I've mentioned this before, if he were to come back to Ole Miss, and we all know that if Kiffin goes to Auburn, Judkins – has a great chance to go with him. But if he comes back to Ole Miss and he repeats this year's performance, he'll be Ole Miss's all-time leading rusher in two seasons. He'll break McAllister's uh, career record. Kids, He's unbelievable. Yeah. State, this is the way I describe State. If you run it straight at Mississippi State, you're playing into their hands, right? They are Mm -hmm. strong in the middle. Johnson and Watson are great run stoppers. It's when you get out wide that State has problems. They just don't have the speed. Can State slow down this Ole Miss rushing attack? I don't think stop is an option. I think it's slow down. That's the big thing. You know, I th- the thing that that makes Ole Miss so dangerous is they pop these big plays, and it's coming in the running game with straight, you know, dives and read option things like that. I mean, they're picking up they're picking up sixty yard rushes right up the middle. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's this this offense. That's why I believe Lane Kiffin is top five offensive play caller in the country. 
we saw it at Alabama, what he did at Alabama with with the guys that they had. Um, and he's done it everywhere he's been. I mean, that offense is very difficult to stop because if you take something away, they're still good at the other thing. That's what's so crazy about it. I mean, when you think of Lane Kiffin, you're thinking they're throwing the ball around, they're having big pass plays. But really what they do is, you know, they, they, set, the, they set their game plan with the rushing attack. And they've been able to really lure teams to sleep with the rushing attack and then pop a big play and you got one-on-one coverage and the wide receivers making a play down the field. So very difficult offense to stop. You, they, they almost always have a mobile quarterback that's able to run a lot of RPO. A lot of these play calls are, um, you know, during the play, what they see defensively. They can hand the ball off. Jackson Dart can roll out, run the football and scramble. He could pass the ball to somebody. It's a very difficult offense to defend. There's a lot of movement. Uh, from the wide receivers and running backs for some eye candy. So State's going to have to be very disciplined. They're going to have to keep an eye on Jackson Dart because not you know he's really athletic. He's not the most athletic quarterback that Mississippi State's played, but he could easily eat up 20, 25 yards scrambling, and that's where State's been really bad this year. So it's a dangerous matchup for Mississippi State. I think, and I have thought since last year, same, same game plan as last year, you're going to give up a lot of yards from you know one side of the field to the to the red zone. The key for Mississippi State is holding Ole Miss to three points or getting stops inside the red zone. And State's defense has been pretty good inside the twenty to the twenty-five yard line. They've been pretty good uh, getting stops there this year, and including getting blocked field goals, getting turnovers, getting turnover on downs. So State's just got to keep Ole Miss out of the end zone, and I think that's that's kind of where you start because you're going to give up some big plays. Has Dart been surprising to you how good a runner he is? I did not expect him to be as good a runner as he's been this year. I, I thought he would be pretty mobile. Um, you know, he's done a good job of, I think, kind of staying healthy out there. Cause you know, Matt Corral, I think he, at one point he got a little too, yeah. Um, loose with how he was running the football. He was taking Agreed. a lot of hits. And by the end of the year, I mean, he was really beat up. But Jackson Dart has stayed healthy. So, I mean, I, I, I thought he was going to be able to, to run the football pretty well. One thing that, that concerns you, obviously, in this game is it's going to be turnovers. And in, in a sloppy game, a wet field, I mean, it feels like it's ripe for fumbles and, you know, interceptions. Now, Rodgers has been good this year about not throwing picks. Dart has given the ball away a little bit more, and obviously with Emmanuel Forbes out there, that can be be an issue. It's safe to say the turnover battles, the turnover margin is probably a little more important in this game than it normally would be? Yeah, no doubt. I think if you look at Ole Miss's losses this year, you look at what they did against LSU, they turned the football over. Last week was turning the football over against Arkansas. Um, you know, against Alabama, they they – uh, weren't finishing inside the red zone, which I, to me is might as well be a turnover. I mean, if you have turnover on downs. So that's kind of the key, and that's been the key for, for Ole Miss's offense under uh, Lane Kiffin. Uh, if you remember a couple of years ago, they went to LSU. I think Matt Corral threw a lot of interceptions in that game. They went to Arkansas. He threw a lot of interceptions in that game. To beat Ole Miss, the turnover battle is, is kind of key. And for Mississippi State, in a game like this where you know you're going to give up Yardage, you're going to give up some big plays. You're going to give up some points. You're going to have to turn some possessions over. You're going to have to 
either get a pick six from Emmanuel Forbes or a fumble inside over on that side of the field or something like that. So I think it's huge. Before we get into our uh, our playmakers and predictions, let's go to an interview I did earlier today. I talked to my co-host Michael Borky uh, earlier today, got his thoughts on the Egg Bowl. Normally, like I said, that would normally be a Thursday show thing, but this is the Thursday show, so we'll put it in with the three Ps. Let's go to Michael Borky from Sports Talk Mississippi. Let's get his thoughts on the Egg Bowl. All right, joining me now on the podcast, Michael Borky, one of the co-hosts of Sports Talk Mississippi, along with me and some other guy. Yeah. Unimportant. Uh, it's Egg Bowl week. Is there anything else going is it, on aside from the game? Is it Egg Bowl week? I mean, what's crazy is I've I've been the guy and probably too much so that like Dallin plays the Egg Bowl or whatever. I didn't grow up here, so part of that is it just it doesn't mean that to me the way it does other people. But um, this week it's ridiculous, honestly, that we are sitting here on Wednesday almost afternoon and. Nobody is talking about the actual Egg Bowl because of Lane Kiffin. It's it's crazy, honestly. And it it's not one of these Egg Bowls where both teams are bad and there's nothing to play for. I mean, almost has a nine-win season, Citrus Bowl possibly. You know, maybe that doesn't mean a whole lot, but it means something. And for Mississippi State, it's a one-game progression from last year with a more difficult schedule getting the old Miss monkey off of Mike Leach's back. I mean, there's a lot to play for here. There's a lot of stuff, and yet it's Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Yeah. Of I course. Mean, and, you know, been through it a little bit before with, with Mullen, but it wasn't as public with Mullen because Mullen's not as public as Lane Lane Kiffin is. You know, Mullen's not the type of guy to get on to, uh, to social media and stir the pot the way that Lane has the past few days. If you go back a few decades, you can do this with Tommy Tuberville. And I think Tuberville – if social media had been a thing, might have been that kind of coach. Might have had these kind of uh, a fun times that we're having right now. But it is what it is. Let's talk about the game because we really haven't. Not even on Sports yes. Talk Mississippi. That'll be our, our on our Wednesday show. Um, so if you go back and listen to that. For Ole Miss, I, I think that the, there are two stats that if you tell me the, this stat right now, if you can go into the future and say this is this is what we're talking about, I'll tell you who won the game. It's Mississippi State's total rushing yards. And it's Jackson Dart's total rushing yards. So let's start with Jackson Dart. I think if he's over 70, 80 yards, it means Ole Miss won the game. Mobile quarterbacks have killed Mississippi State this year. You know that Evans and Judkins are going to get theirs. So it's just about how much do you limit Dart, and especially how many times are you limiting him when it's third and long and he's trying to pass, but he gets free. He did that a lot to Texas A&M in that win. You know, what's the secret to stopping Jackson Dart on those kind of plays? Because he's just been very effective with his feet, maybe more effective than a lot of people thought he was going to be. Yeah, and you know, you can make all the cliches you want about he's a sneaky good runner, and there's only Bunch one reason guy, why yeah. you yeah, yeah, exactly. But he really is. He's a good athlete. He's a good runner, not a sneaky runner. He's just good at it. He's a very good athlete. Um, I think what has really stood out about his rushing success is lack of defensive responsibility. It's like you mentioned on these obvious passing downs where there's nothing open downfield and a lane clears and there's no spies or anything like that to allow him to to take off and run. Alabama actually did a pretty good job of of leaving somebody in the box that wasn't really a pass rusher that if if a lane cleared or whatever go get the quarterback. That is your responsibility. State's got to have to do the same thing if they especially on obvious passing downs 
uh, don't have anybody specifically designed to spy Jackson Dart. It's going to be a long night because he, he has shown you all season long, if given the space, he will burn you. And he's a very quick decision maker when it comes to that. He will pull the ball down and run and not hesitate. If the lane's there, he's gone. Uh, so that, and then he's really good on the zone read stuff. Uh, so if State has ends crashing down or whatever the case may be and nobody's picking up the quarterback, he'll beat you there as well. It's all about defensive responsibility. You know, he's not as dynamic of an athlete as Jaden Daniels, for example. Uh, Daniels is a little bit more electric. Right. Uh, but but Dart is smart when it comes to decision-making with running and stuff like that. Ole Miss will do some designed stuff for him. Sometimes I think they do it too much, quite frankly, but it's all about State's responsibility. If they uh, lose contain or uh, a spy gets maybe lost in the shuffle or whatever, uh, then he'll burn you. But if you stay home or have a spy, Alabama showed you, it's hard to get him going on the ground if you just play sound, responsible defense. Then the other stat, Mississippi State total rushing yards. I feel like this year we've learned that last year's Ole Miss defense was an outlier. That Ole Miss is just cursed to have bad defense through through to the end of time. I don't know when when they're going to be better on defense, but Arkansas absolutely gashed them. LSU gashed them. Our, our, Alabama didn't run the ball all that well, but Bryce Young was able to keep plays alive with his running and, and especially staying in the pocket. And then you have Mississippi State, a team that ran the ball as well as it ever has under Mike Leach the first few weeks of the season and then just decided they don't want to do that anymore. Uh, it's been really kind of jarring to watch how much this offense has slowed down since the Kentucky game. Going to be a sloppy night tomorrow night, it looks like. Does State have a chance to win if they aren't running the football? I don't want to say no, because there is the X factor in all of this. You know, we don't want to talk about Kiffin, but is is this team distracted and ready to play? For whatever it's worth, I have heard from people that know and interact with players that they have adopted a you know, forget this, we're still going to play for each other and the Egg Bowl's important. And they've adopted a, you know, this is a distraction, coach is leaving, he's a jerk, we're going to play for ourselves. Whether or not that actually means anything, I guess we'll see. But Ole Miss's defensive scheme is designed to stop offenses like Mississippi State's. And they showed last week that you can not, you're, you either can run them out of it or you're just going to run them to death. Because Sam Pittman mentioned it at halftime and after the game that Ole Miss had an alignment issue against Arkansas. They were physically beat up and clearly distracted and other things. But how many times during that Arkansas game did Arkansas just have more numbers in the box than Ole Miss and ran the football? Mm-hmm. And Ole Miss never changed that. It just it was constant all night. So State can either run them out of the looks that they're going to get or just run them to death. If, if they don't, if Mike Leach continues to throw it 60 times and run it eight times. Ole Miss has good safeties in terms of playing downhill and stopping the underneath stuff, uh, the checkdowns and things like that. Uh, They're pretty good in the back end of their defense, experienced especially. So if they don't try to run them out of it and just try to, to do what Mike Leach has done, Ole Miss's defense is designed in the back end to stop that kind of offense. If he's not trying to run them out of it, it might end up being a long night because that's exactly what that defense is designed to stop. What's the number for points for you that that Ole Miss can't be allowed to score? What, what, where, where, if I say Ole Miss scores 31, did they win? 
Yes, but close. Mm-hmm. Because despite them, uh, I mean, I just said that they are good in the back end of their defense and stuff like that, but they have shown a propensity of getting scored on. I mean, it's it's not like they've been world beaters by any stretch. They had a very good night, relatively speaking, against Alabama. The second half of the A&M game was good, but Auburn ran all over them. I mean, Arkansas, K.J. Jefferson, his yards in the game don't stand out. But he had five incompletions and three touchdown passes. Yeah. So it, you think that they've got good players and that they're good, but at the same time, they, they've had a hard time showing it. So if, if Ole Miss scores 31, 31-28 wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me in that scenario. I'm uh, Unless I see Mike Leach willing to run the ball, I think they're going to have those stretches where they don't score. One thing we do every week on our Friday podcast, or whenever we do our preview, it'll be a Thursday podcast, obviously, this week, is we, we have an X factor, a guy who's not necessarily the offensive or defensive player of the game, but somebody who you could see making a big play that affects the game. Who is that player for Ole Miss? Oh, good question. Uh, Troy right, Brown? I was going to stop you because I have asked that question now 12 times. I'm sorry, 11 times. I didn't do an East Tennessee State guy. I've gotten nine guys that said, good question. So what it obviously a is a question. good question. Uh, Troy Brown, I think, because it, I I don't expect Mississippi State to run the ball because Mike Leach. But if they do, that will put Ole Miss's linebackers, specifically a guy like Troy Brown, kind of on an island because they will have three down linemen and two linebackers and then safety. So in the box, Ole Miss will have five guys. And so it'll put a big stress on their linebackers to make plays because if they cannot you get the Arkansas game. So a guy like Troy Brown has got to be really good at, uh, you know, reading his keys, the cliche, and and making clean tackles. So if he's unable to do that, if that group of linebackers is unable to do that, and Mike Leach runs the football a lot, they'll have success. So Troy Brown is a guy I'll be watching because of that. Because if, if State tries to run and he's not, you know, either not healthy because he's been battling a shoulder injury or struggling, then Ole Miss has issues. Yes or no, when we go on the air Friday after the Egg Bowl, is Lane Kiffin still the head coach at Ole Miss? Maybe not like formally announced, but I believe by 3 o'clock Friday, the news uh, will be confirmed. The news broke a couple days ago. The news will be confirmed by Friday at 3 o'clock, if I had to guess, yeah. If State wins and Lane goes, that's I can't wait to talk to Bo in Indianola. I'll just put it that Ooh. way. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I, I have a feeling Bo's going to forget the show started. That he, he might. He might do it. We'll see. We'll see. Michael Borky, obviously I'll talk to him later today on Sports Talk Mississippi. Yeah. And there's always a million ways to catch up with him on Twitter, on YouTube. He does a live show every now and then. And, of course, the Rebel Report podcast at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Talk to you again in a few hours, buddy. All right, man. See you soon. All right, thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. You guys all know where to find his stuff. Uh, let's get into the uh, the second half of the show, our, our playmakers and our prediction. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Just a few days remaining in the month of November, which means there's only a few days left for you to vote for your favorite steakhouse or burger joint in the state of Mississippi. Just go to msbeef.org and place your vote there. It's a quick survey. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and then your favorite place is getting the publicity that they deserve. Today... And maybe the rest of the weekend is all about the turkey. But when we get done with that, we're right back to grilling steaks and burgers 
because that's the best way to do it. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. I don't think they're open today. But other than that, it's the place to go. Maybe Friday when you're doing your Black Friday shopping, you're ready to go get a little bit of lunch here in Starkville, get away from downtown, and you head over to Two Brothers and enjoy some. Oh, by the way, I forgot. I'll come back to this. I, I forgot. I got another Black Friday special for you guys, but we'll talk about that in just a minute. That, that, that reminded me, though. But Two Brothers Smoked Meats, the place to find smoked southern soul food in the heart of the Cotton District. That's Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service. Every business offers it to you. Advantage Business Systems delivers it to you. And they have been for going on 48 years. That's a long time to do anything. And you can't take care of your customers that way. Any, You can't have customers for that long unless you take care of them. And they've been doing it that long. So that's a good deal for you. So when you need computers, printers, laptops, copiers, whatever it is for technology for your business, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you have a problem, you talk to the same person who made you the sale. That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. 601-362-9192. Or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. I forgot to tell you guys earlier, Restaurant Tyler will be doing 25% off all gift card purchases on uh, Friday, on Black Friday. So go by there. If you want to pick up a gift card, you can get 25% off. Speaking of Black Friday, the Rogue, big-time specials there, $50 off any $200 purchase, and their collegiate collection, everything, all the quarter zips, all the polos, all the great stuff they have, 15% off, and some other great deals as well. You can save hundreds on purchases this Friday at the Rogue but that collegiate collection, man, that's what dad wants. I tweeted out a picture of that brand new state maroon quarter zip. That thing is sweet. You want to get one of those. Supplies are limited, guys. So they, they don't have a whole back stock you know, waiting there for you. So get them now. Get them while they're hot and enjoy them. This holiday season, don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the road. Who you got, Robbie? Who is your offensive playmaker in this game? Oh, I feel like we got to go running back in this game. I think Mississippi State's going to have to set the tone. Uh, and I feel like we're just trying to will this into existence. We maybe, are, really. May, they, they listened to us on Tulu for a couple of times, so maybe this will work. So I'm going with Dylan Johnson. He's He seems to be back. We'll see. Um, you could tell he was not healthy those uh, couple of weeks at, at home against Auburn and Georgia. Did not play. Um, I think he was dressed out. Might have played a snap or two. I can't remember last week. But, I mean, he's, he's had some time now to kind of get healthy for this ball game. I think he is going to be vital for you to have a chance to win this game. You're going to have to control the, the ball. You're going to have to control the running game and open up the pass. And he could be a, a major factor for Mississippi State in this game if he's healthy. I mean, it's like I'm picking a running back, but I have no no confidence that it's going to be correct, right? Yeah. So I'm going to go with Marks. I just feel like the big play potential is bigger with him. And I feel like he's gotten better as the season has gone along. He just hasn't gotten the opportunities. If they would ever give him 15 carries in a game, I would be willing to guarantee 100 yards just from him. They're just not committing to, to giving yeah. him the ball. It's really yeah. strange. And so. in the past... In the last couple of years, I mean, he just hasn't been able to pick up a lot of yards. This year, he's figured he's gotten better, and and but they haven't rewarded him with the ball. They haven't given him as many catches either, as well, which maybe is a good thing. But 
I don't know, but I'm going to go with Jaquavius Marks as my offensive playmaker. It's got to be a running back. If we if we if we're not talking about a running back on Friday, we're talking about a loss. Defense. I mean, he's right there. With, he's actually got he's he's right there with Dylan Johnson in yards per carry, mm-hmm. and he's got more yards than Dylan does this year, and eight touchdowns to Dylan's three. I mean, he's been just as productive as Dylan Johnson this year. What do you got for a defensive playmaker? I feel like I need to go with a linebacker with what they do running the football. You're going to have to tackle well in this game. There's two running backs that can easily slip through tackles. So the linebackers are going to have to to make plays in this game. And I'm going to go with – I think I'm going to go with Nate Watson. Um, I think he's going to have a lot of tackles. He's going to stick his nose in there and make some plays in this game. He's going to have to get in the backfield and and, and sack Jackson Dart uh, when, when Dart's back there throwing the football. Closing in on 100 tackles this year, Jet Johnson, same way. I think all, I think all three of those linebackers are going to have to have a big game, Wheat, Johnson, and, and Nate Watson. My guy's Emmanuel Forbes. I'm going to go with him. State's best player. This is his moment. I, they're either going to have him out there on Mingo or, or, or Heath. Those are the guys Ole Miss wants to get the ball to. He'll have opportunities for, for interceptions. He's got to deliver. And if he can get into the end zone, that's going to go a long, long way for Mississippi State. But – this is the big game. You got to rely on your best player. Emmanuel Forbes will be my my playmaker. Who's your X factor? That's going to be my X factor. It's Forbes. Okay. Uh, I think there's going to be if for State to win this game. I think there's going to be a, a big interception. Um, they're going to challenge him down the field or something, and I think he's going to come through with a big play. If State wins this game, I think it's thanks in large part to to a play that Emmanuel Forbes makes. Can, for me, he, can he break the Mississippi State record yeah. for single season interceptions? That would be huge. For me, it's kind of on the same the same deal. It's going to be Tulu Griffin. I expect big returns from Tulu Griffin. And on a wet field where the defenders are going to have trouble cutting and, and, and getting, you know, and moving towards him, he has some opportunities uh to 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 get the ball in a great field position or maybe break one. Again, a non-defensive touchdown would be so big for Mississippi State. And I'm sorry, non-offensive touchdown would be so big for Mississippi State in this game. Tulu Griffin is a player who could deliver that on special teams. Prediction time, Robbie. Go ahead. I just don't feel confident in this team, Brian. I'm, I'm, you know, it wouldn't shock me either way, no matter what happens, but I cannot pick Mississippi State in this game right now. Even with the distractions going on with – with Ole Miss, I mean, I get it. We're, we're supposed to think that that's going to play a major factor, and it very well might. But the way the state has performed on the road, how can you possibly be consider Mississippi State to come out in this this ball game and take care of business? We've seen nothing that suggests that they will do that. So until they do it, I can't pick Mississippi State. And then you got the weather factored in. You got the fact that Mississippi State just has not committed to the run. If they win, it'll be showing something that they haven't shown yet this year and really, for the most part, in Mike Leach's tenure. So I have uh, been doing podcasts and predicting the Egg Bowl since 2011. That was my first year to do this. I have never picked Ole Miss to win. Even when I thought Ole Miss was going to win, I couldn't make myself say it. But this year, I just don't have the faith in Mike Leach to go out and and run the offense the way and, and call plays the way it's supposed to be to beat Ole Miss. 
And it sucks because, you know, if you could win this game and then Kiffin leaves on Friday, I mean, you would have all the momentum in the world. But as it is, I just don't have any faith in Mississippi State at this point. So I'm going to take the Rebels to win 35-24 is where I'm going to go uh, with this one. We shall see, though. We'll be see. I promise you, I'm almost positive the same as can be said for Robbie, no one will be happier to be wrong than me. But we'll see how it goes. All right, guys. Robbie and I will be back Friday morning as early as we can. I, if I had to guess, if and I'm just guessing, probably around we should be have the podcast done 10 between 10 and 10 30. And I'll have it up immediately uh as soon as I can. Um on that. And then uh Sports Talk Mississippi. Uh no, no sports talk Mississippi today. It's just a best of show, and it's only an hour long before the pregame show starts for both Ole Miss and Mississippi State. But obviously a full show on Mon- on Friday with a reaction from the game and possible reaction from Kiffin uh, if he's made a decision by then at that point. Guys, have a great Thanksgiving, a happy Thanksgiving. If you're traveling anywhere in the state or if you're going to Oxford, please be careful, and we will talk to you again very, very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.